is going on, Trophy Kids? We have got an awesome one here for you today. We have moved over to the NFC and are breaking every division down now in the NFC. And we are starting out with the Beast in the East, NFC East. Got a lot of good content here, some good bets that we're making on this division. You're not going to want to miss this one. Let's go. And one, two, three. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is our divisional breakdown series, and we are back after going with the uh, balls of the or the balls of the dance, the bells of the dance. What is the phrase? Man, I'm really just killing this intro here, folks. <laughs> we went with the Butte Division or Conference in the AFC, and now we move on to the ugly stepsister. That's what we'll go with the NFC here. We are talking NFC from here on out. We've got four divisions to break down. The first one we are starting with today is the NFC Beast, a.k.a. the East. The whole NFC is a shamble. I mean, like, the a AFC West in my jumbled intro there is just a juggernaut of a conference. And then you move over to the NFC, and it is shambles. I mean, there's a handful of good teams, a ton of teams in rebuilds, a ton of teams just running around in circles, not really sure what to do. Um, and the NFC East is no difference. But we're going to start with a team that gets all the prestige, a team that comes into the season with the third highest win total over under in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, sitting at 10 and a half wins. This is a team in all their illustrious glory last year, which we were very hard on and said to hedge. And we're like, this team is going to be idiotic at some point. Did not fail to disappoint. They wrapped their season up in the playoffs, down a touchdown with 14 seconds left on the clock on the 49ers 41-yard line, and they ran themselves a good old QB draw. I mean, no timeouts, just pure genius. Men of genius over there on the Cowboys' sidelines. This is the team we are breaking down first. I'm going to kick it to you, good sir. How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys coming into 2022? Um, so it's, this has been kind of a weird offseason for Dallas. Not too good, in my opinion. Um, if you had asked me how do I feel about the Dallas Cowboys you know, back real early 2022 in January, I would have said, you know what? I, I think they have a, ten a potential to be like a legit contender next year if they make the proper moves, which they didn't do, which is <laughs> great for me because um, I don't like them at all and no one likes them. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, the, the massive injury recently with Tyron Smith yesterday, that's going to be a huge blow to them because they already were lacking that offensive line depth that they have been known for, for, I mean, over like half a decade, at least. I mean, their, their offensive line has been, top five in the NFL pretty much every year. Yep. But this year, it's just not looking likely. They ship off Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's injured. He's not coming back right away. They got C.D. Lamb. They just don't have a ton of depth there at wide receiver. They got Jerry Jones there saying, Zeke Elliott, he needs to run the ball the majority of the time because he's paying him $90 million. And Zeke Elliott, probably it should be a committee back there because, I mean, they that's one of their strong suits is their running back position. Um, the defense, I still think the defense will probably, you know, it's funny how things changed because last year, you know, we were bashing the defense pre, pre, you know, preseason, but they came out and were actually a pretty solid defense. I expect the defense to play pretty well. They'll fly around. They're young. Michael Parsons is a beast, but I, I just think Dallas this year, you know, no one's repeated in the NFC East, I think 2004. So, you know, odds are they're not going to repeat. And just kind of based on this offseason, I, I don't see him repeating. And it's funny because I really thought they could be a legit contender, but their offseason sucked. Absolutely. 
horrible offseason by this team. And that intro I gave, which, as far as Trophy Kids intros goes, one of the most jumbled up I think I've ever had. Bell the ball. That's what you're looking for, right? Yeah, bell the ball. There we go. That is what I was going with in the brain. (laughs) It just went scrambled brain on this Thursday after a long week. But I did mention that, that QB draw. The part I forgot is in the last 25 years, no team has ever run the ball down a score with under 20 seconds left until the Cowboys did that. Last 25 years, dating back all the way to 1994. Um, I got that from Warren Sharp, by the way. Just incredible by the brain trust. Um, This is an interesting team to me because, as you pointed out, you lose Cooper due to just cap salary hell because of the Zeke signing that you have and all the the money he's gobbled up. And your backup running back is arguably the more productive running back when you look at any advanced metric. Um, And you're right. The running back by committee thing is definitely something that is a strong suit for them. I'll be interested to see if they use them more in the passing game, given the wide receiver room leaves a little to be you know, desired. Um, Mm -hmm. But this team has some legitimate concerns. I mean, they were the eighth healthiest roster last year, and yet they still couldn't win a playoff game. Um, This is a team that is second brother in Texas. I mean, when you look at the most successful NFL Texas teams, since 2010, Texans have seven winning seasons. Cowboys have five. Texans have six trips to the playoffs. Cowboys have four. Texans have four playoff wins. Cowboys have two playoff wins. So for all the bravado we give the Dallas Cowboys, for all the shine they get, they fail to execute. And part of that is coaching, if we're just being honest about it, over the last 10 years or decade um, plus. And this brain trust is not the best. Um, Kellen Moore is essentially a less hotter version of Lincoln Riley um, in the fact that they both start off on fire in early seasons, and then by the end of the seasons, they make no changes, no adaptability, and they just get pummeled on offense, and you see this come down to a slow rate. And Warren Sharp does one of the best jobs of pulling like predictability oh, yeah. numbers. But on early downs in the in game's first three quarters, if the Cowboys had three wide receivers on the field, they passed 68% of the times. So that was the sixth most pass-heavy offense in the NFL. The average is 62. If two or fewer wide receivers, they only passed 39% of the time. League average was 35. From week four onward, they were the second most heavy run team with two or fewer wide receivers on the field. Third most pass-heavy team with three-plus wide receivers on the field. like, And the list can just go on with these predictability stats. And that has been a concern. We talked about it last year. It's one of the reasons we hedged the Cowboys last year, both you and I, was because of Mike McCarthy's ineptitudes at head coach and Kellen Moore's predictability and kind of ability to fade. Um, now, the nice thing is when you look at this roster or this schedule – the back end of the schedule is pretty light for them. So (laughs) that might be a saving grace for this team, but injuries are concerned. You have a big injury on the offensive line. You lose Collins. You're going to replace him with steel who steel last year allowed the highest pressure rate uh, per block uh, snap on the team. Um, So we'll see. It's just, this is a team that I don't know. I think I'm once again, going to be fading this year, 10 and a half, 11 wins. That is a lot. Um, but the back end of that schedule is very kind to them. Yeah. And I mean, obviously division wise, you know, winner, I mean, whoever's in terms of winning Dallas clearly has the best quarterback in the division. So, yeah. I mean, that gives them, you know, a chance to obviously repeat and be division champs. Um, but, and, and then in the East, I mean, it's so, so trash literally 
any team can probably win it. Maybe not the Giants, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm kind of fading them too this year. They, I mean, eleven, nah, that's a lot. And a lot. I, and I have to imagine, you know, eighth healthiest roster last year. Nobody wishes for injuries, but that's probably going to change. I mean, it's very rare you see teams go year to year keeping very yeah. good health. Um, and then the defense is an interesting one too because I don't. I'll be interested to see how they handle Michael Parsons because they're getting Lawrence back. They went out and signed Anthony Barn, who's definitely a better rush, edge rusher at linebacker than he is a cover linebacker at this point. You get Dante Fowler, another edge guy. Do they yep. keep Michael Parsons on the edge, which is which would be stupid if they take him off, but you've got now a lot of edge guys. So do you put him more in coverage where he kind of gets lost at times? That defense is going to be very interesting, and the Diggs thing is going to be... That, I think, is my most interesting thing because I think we both were pretty hot on it last year that, yes, he was a turnover machine as far as producing mm-hmm. turnovers, which is great, but he was getting burned. That video, uh, I don't know if you saw it on social media of their joint practice with the Cowboys and yeah. Keenan Allen, but yeah. that, to me, showed just how much he is now. Like He's heard the criticism. And he's focusing so much on not losing the wide receiver that he's not even looking to track the ball, and that could just be as bad for him, too. So that is yeah. going to be very interesting. Um, if you get the tone of my voice... I am taking the under on this team. It is one of the bets that I'm putting in. I'm driving to Indiana tomorrow. I'm locking it in because anytime you're betting an under over under, you know, injuries only help your case. I wait until the actual start of the season, right before the start of the season to bet an over, but I'm I'm taking the under 10 and a half wins on this team. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All righty. Let's move on to the good old New York Giants. This team sits at seven and a half win over under, I believe, last I checked. I got to confirm that number. It might have moved down. Um, but this is the only team in the NFL to not have even one week where they sat above 500 at any point in the season over the last five years. And if you are a <laughs> Giants fan, I hate to break it to you. But I think we're going for a sixth year. This is a team that feels like it is a full rebuild. Love the coaching staff they have in place. Brian Dable comes over to be yeah. the head coach. But this is a team that, if we're being honest, is in cap hell, has not gotten the best return for their money, and has a lot of question marks heading into this season. How do you look at the New York Giants and what their season may or may not look like here? Well, first of all, immediate reaction to seven and a half. Under, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's under an eight. You're gonna go eight and nine. I don't think so. Um, yeah, that I just think the this team is so filled with question marks. Um, and like I don't even like what's the identity of this team? What are they like? It, it's crazy. Like every single position player on offense is a question mark. I mean, is Daniel Jones? I mean, how many more chances is Daniel Jones gonna get? Can Saquon stay healthy? Um, does Galloway remember how to play wide receiver? I mean, like, it's just, there's question marks everywhere. So I can't see this team being too good. Um, they lost James Bradbury on defense. He was a solid piece they actually had there. Uh, yeah, I would go under the seven and a half and just, I don't even know what this team, I mean, I think as long as Saquon's going to be healthy, I would expect heavy Saquon Barkley usage. I mean, other than that, <laughs> it's kind of a boring team. I agree. I mean, Dave Gettleman really yeah. destroyed this franchise. This is going to be a long rebuild. I think if you're a, a Giants fan, 
you take solace in the idea that I think you've got a really good coaching staff in place and a GM who's new, who knows Brian Dable, comes over from the Bills, who's going to give him a long leash and not going to kind of yeah. pull the rug underneath him. So you're you're in for the long haul. But there is a very large overhaul that needs to happen because the amount of money that has been spent on a below-average roster yeah. is insane. Um, and Bradbury's a perfect example. He's a he's a casualty to cap hell. Um this is an interesting team. I, I agree. I'm going under on this team. I'm giving away, you know, the big storyline right off the bat. But it, it's going to be really hard. You know, um, Don comes over from Baltimore, the defensive coordinator. He's had the highest blitz rate in the last four years. This Giants team is not built like the Baltimore Ravens. Now, last year, he got a little screwed because that that secondary got absolutely demolished by injuries. And the team just could not sustain the heavy aggressive he, he plays with. But it was relatively effective for the Ravens when that defense was healthy. If he keeps that philosophy, which I'm assuming he's going to, given he didn't adjust it when the Ravens defense got decimated by injury... This is a defense that is just not built for that at all. You've got one solid, reliable corner in Jackson, I'd argue. And then outside of that, it's serviceable at best, maybe. Um, And then you look at the offense. I think you're right. Barkley's going to be running to the ground. Because what do you have to lose? He stays healthy. He's awesome. He's not your pick. He's going to be a free agent, I believe, next year. That's a win-win. If you run him to the ground and he gets hurt, well, he's not your guy. He's up next year. You're buying yourself some time. So I, I think they're going to run him pretty heavy. I do think this is a positive for Daniel Jones, who has had a mixture of head coaches that have not been the best for his production. Brian Dable, we forget the inconsistency problems with Josh Allen. His accuracy was a big problem when he came into the league. Brian Dable was a big part in helping solve that. Now, Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen. But he presents a similar conundrum where he's a very good impromptu runner. He's big mm-hmm. and physical at height. He doesn't have the same arm strength. Right. But he is a guy who struggles with some accuracy issues. If there's somebody that's going to solve Daniel Jones, it's Brian Dable. If it's a guy who's going to be like, you know what, that is our quarterback, it's going to be Brian Dable. So I think there's solace in that. But this is going to be this going to be a tough year, I think, for them. <laughs> to say that. So. Yeah. So the one thing I do really like, and it's a sneaky pick in the second round, is Wondell Robinson out of Kentucky. Brian Dable is going to find like the most creative ways to use this dude. He's not going to be an elite number one wide receiver ever in the NFL, but the dude is a skill-making, playmaking freak. Um, so just somebody to watch out for. Might be some low value in your fantasy leagues. Brian Dable is going to find some creative ways to get him a lot of yak um, and a fun guy to watch in this upcoming season. Yeah, I think so too. Anything else before we move on to our next victim in the NFC East? Nope, that's all I got. All righty. We are going to head to the Philadelphia Eagles. The city of brotherly love comes into this at nine and a half wins is last I think I saw them at. Um, this is a team that I'm going to let you go first because I might be getting over my skis a little bit, but I do sneakily like this team, not to maybe – be the best team in the NFCs. We're not getting ahead of ourselves there. But I feel like they're flying somewhat on the radar, mainly because I very much like their defense. Where do you see yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles coming into year two of the Nick Sirianni journey? Um, I mean, I won't, I think the Eagles do have themselves, they've built themselves a pretty good roster. Um, I, I mean, they made some good moves in the offseason, bringing in, obviously, A.J. Brown was the biggest move they made. Um, and then Hurts, yeah, he's, 
his game is weird. Um, you don't always, you're not always sure, you know, where the ball is going to go every time he throws it. But I mean, he is an absolute electric runner. He's a gamer. He's a winner is what he is. Um, and, and so, I mean, you can't hate the team. And yeah, like you said, the defense, I think is really solid. I mean, the corners are really solid. There have been some reports that the safety play is looking horrific. So that that's something that, that I could see them. One thing about the Eagles and Howie Roseman is he's always willing to be aggressive. He'll make moves if he has to. That's something I wish, you know, I actually respect that of him. And I wish my team would do the same thing. Um, one area that kind of does concern me a little bit, and I could see them maybe going and poaching a veteran if they can, would be the running back room. Miles Sanders, you just can't rely on him to be healthy. He's talented, but you just can't rely on him. I would like to see them. Well, I don't want to see him because I don't like him. But if I was a fan of that team, I would like to see them go after maybe a veteran running back just because I think that room could probably use it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got to love the team in Dallas Goddard. They're a solid team. They're just built really well. And I don't know if they'd be my pick to win the East, but I would not be surprised if they won it. Yeah, I think they're that kind of middling team that's going to make a little noise for the NFC, because the NFC is such a kind of shit show at this point. And mine yeah. mostly handles, I really like the defense, especially the defensive line. That interior of oh, that defensive yeah. line is nightmare fuel. I mean, Fletcher Cox is getting up there in age, but he doesn't have to be out there as much because you got Jordan Davis, who is absolutely pummeling dudes. Um, Brandon Graham, who's solid. Hardgrave and Josh Sweat. Um, in the secondary, you pick up James Bradbury from the Giants, who in the last two seasons, no um, corner forced more incompletions than he did. Anthony Harris, safety, I am assuming that's probably where the issues are coming because he is getting up there and he's not the same guy that he was with the Vikings. But he's still, he, he showed solid play. You got Darius Slay out there. It's that offense that, you know, if Jalen Hurts is going to do it, this has got to be the year. They've given him all the pieces. Every The table is set for Jalen or Jalen Hurts. I said Johnson, I think, when I first did it. But Jalen Hurts to eat this season because the offensive line is solid. You've gone out and you've now gotten a bona fide number one receiver in A.J. Brown to pair opposite of Smith, who is a downfield um, threat. The tight end room, there's no real second guy in that room, so I also yeah. would be interested to see if they maybe go out there, especially with because they do have some draft capital. So, you know, they're in a bit of a conundrum. If Jalen Hurts is working out well, maybe you stick with him. If not, you're probably going to want to hold on to that draft capital to go out and get a quarterback here in the future. But if not, we know there's a certain tight end that we talked about in the AFC uh, East division last week in the Miami Dolphins that doesn't exactly fit into the scheme that is now rumored to be on the trading blocks who would fit very nicely in this offense. So it, it, it's interesting. I agree too. The running back room is weak, but it's just that front seven on the defense, the receiving yeah. core, that offensive line, all these things line up to be as long as you're solid, like Jalen Hurts just has to be solid in this team. They can make a little noise. Like this could be a very, I, I think this defense is going to be very good and the schedule isn't too too brutal yeah i agree it's it's definitely a team that i think could you know potentially be kind of a dark horse to you know not make a run to the super bowl but just make a playoff run potentially yeah. make a little noise that's what we're talking yeah. about here um yeah. nine wins very doable I, yeah. I, i'm not gonna bet it i'm gonna stay away from it but i would if i were to put money on it i think i'd be hitting the over um on the philadelphia eagles over nine i think 10 wins sounds about right for this team yeah all righty Let's talk about your beloved Washington Commanders coming oh. into this season. It's, excuse me, 
going to be an interesting one, to say the least. Um, yeah. The Washington Commanders come in with their win total set at 8.5. It is plus 145 to go over on them. Why don't you take away the show here, and how are you feeling about your Washington Commanders? Oh, man. It's so tough to say. You know, I mean... I'm confident in some areas and then some areas I'm just not so confident. I mean, Carson Wentz, how can you be confident? Um, it's hard to, you just don't know who's going to show up there. And then it's funny how things change though, just year to year. Like I always say is, you know, last year we we're going in talking about our defense, how it's going to be a top five defense, this, that, and the other, but man, the defense I, I think is just going to be horrible on this team. Um, it's, and it's ironic because, you know, we have a head coach, Ron Rivera. We have a defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, former NFL linebackers. We have no linebackers. <laughs> this team doesn't have linebackers. You will see the worst linebacker play in the NFL on this team's defense. It is horrific. Um, one area that I do like, you know, I am very excited about the wide receiver room. Obviously, you have Terry. Allegedly, Curtis Samuel is now healthy. And then all you hear about Jahan Dotson is he is just a mini Terry McLaurin. So uh, I'm hoping that, you know, preseason, obviously we don't scheme anything up. We're just kind of keeping everyone down on the low on the offense. I think the offense could have its moments where it's very explosive, but then obviously it'll also have its Carson Wentz moments. You know, Carson has that Jameis factor. Jameis has that Carson factor. They share that in common, those (laughs) two. Um, And so, you know, we'll have our moments, but, at the end of the day, it's going to be a very frustrating Washington team where you're like, the talent is here, but we can't put it all together due to partially, I think, coaching, culture. Uh, obviously, the culture of this team sucks. Um, all starts at the top with the owner. I agree. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's going to, what's going to be like, in my opinion, it's going to be those Kirk Cousin years where we were actually kind of good. The offense could freaking light it up. But at the end of the day, we were like a 500 team. And that's kind of what I think this team is at best. Um, one thing going for us is the schedule is a joke. Yeah. Uh, last year, you could say we played the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. We legitimately played top five quarterbacks in the NFL. This year, we played Aaron Rodgers. That's about it. Um, Dak. But when we, play, we always play Dak, so who cares? So, yeah, that's kind of my feeling on this team. Yeah. It has its moments, but probably not a playoff team. It's pretty incredible where we've come from just two years ago and talking about this commander's defense, a defense that was, I mean, we were all there thinking, you know, okay, maybe there'd be a little regression next year, but like not a huge drop off. And man, has it dropped down defense. Oh man. I mean, and we'll see what chase young looks like this year. Not the best of years in what he played last year. I mean, it was a smaller sample size granted, but not great. Um, and you won't see him till October. Yep. So. Jonathan Allen's been good in the interior of that line, but, you know, it's just, it's tough. I think the one thing as Commanders fans can hold on to is you can't be much worse when it comes to average depth of target as you were last year, given you were dead last. So with the wide receiver core that is here, Terry McLaurin, we have been very vocal on this show, is an elite wide receiver in this league. He, yep. and surprisingly, hasn't bitched a ton given the quarterback talent he's been dealing with. Um, Dotson is a very nice prospect. We'll see what uh, or Brown does now with Wentz, who can, I mean, for all of Taylor Heineke's fun that it was, um, Wentz is going to provide, yeah, he's going to provide a better edge um, 
to this. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they can put together offensively this season. This is a team that it's just, I think there's going to be a lot of head-scratching moments, and then there's going to be a lot of like, damn, that looks like a competent football team out there. It's going to be a lot of highs and lows, Um, or maybe mediums and lows. Maybe not highs, but mediums. Seven feels about right. I don't know if I'd take the over on that, but seven wins feels, another seven-win season doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility here. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. And just It's just, it's going to be sloppy. That's the problem. You know, I mean, you look at the defensive line, and for years we've been touting, you know, a bunch of first-round picks, and that's true, but it's almost like all these first-round picks, they just, there's no cohesion. Everyone's just kind of just wilding out for themselves on the field. And it's just, that's the problem. It's just, there's never been cohesion amongst them, and I just think we're going to see some, some, some nice moments, but also some very sloppy moments. It's going to be like it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting for sure. I, I think you'll be able to hang your hat on the offensive line. It'll be solid. Won't be elite, yep. but it'll be solid. Wide or running backs will be solid, not elite, but a solid unit. Wide receivers, there's a lot of potential there. Just depends on what the quarterback position's doing, I think. And then the front seven, another solid unit, but not where it should be it's all basically there's potential but that potential isn't showing out (laughs) yeah i mean there's definitely potential and if you're looking for you know fantasy wise as long as he's healthy he is coming off a torn acl but he's recently been clear you gotta love logan thomas carson went loves tight end yep um logan thomas is a massive human being you should see him stand next to carson Wentz, who is huge logan thomas is massive dude he it's a, crazy to think he played college or he played quarterback in college like he's how huge. did anybody tackle him <laughs> i don't know <laughs> he's massive so i like him in fantasy a lot this year yep i agree like i said i this wide receiver like the offense is set to be pretty damn competitive it just mm-hmm. what whence do we get do we get yeah. a, a it's a couple years ago, Carson Wentz, or do we get the one last year that left you he- head scratching? Like, what in God's name was that decision? You can't count on it to happen, but if it was 2017, Carson Wentz, this team will win 11 games. Yeah, he could make up for a shit defense. That that guy can, but that was it's 2022. With so I don't think 2017 have... Wentz is coming. Yeah, no, I don't either. But if he shows flashes of that. This team's yeah. going to be competitive and a team to watch for in betting markets to potentially cover some spreads. But if we're getting right. head scratching, like this is a team that I have circled and I think people should pay attention to because there could be some really nice betting opportunities week to week with this team, depending on the production you're getting out of Wentz. Because the offense is built to be a threat. It's just what kind of production are we getting there? Yep, exactly. All righty. Anything else before we wrap up the NFC East? No, I mean, one day I'd like to get back to when the East is actually good, but we've been <laughs> shitty for about five years now. Yeah, there's potential. Giants are rebuilding. I don't really know what the plan is for the Commanders. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Ron, just, Ron has no long-term plan. Ron's like, I need to win now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's be a middling team instead of just completely bombing and getting a you know generational yeah. talent at quarterback. Let's just be middling. Yeah. Middle of the pack. Ron won't. Ron won't do it. I don't know. So, all righty. That'll wrap it up. Under on the Cowboys. I like the Eagles. Under on the Giants. That's what I got for you betting-wise. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you on that. Perfect. That'll do it. And as always, peace. Nice.